This is Fire News Now, bringing you news and information from around the fire service. Proudly brought to you by the NEP Media Network, it's Friday, January 7th, 2022. I'm Jim Oleski. Tragedy in Philadelphia as a fast-moving fire ripped through a row home on Wednesday morning, leaving 12 dead, including 8 children. Officials say the blaze broke out at around 6.40 a.m. in the city's Fairmont section. Firefighters arrived to find flames showing from a three-story building. As many as 26 people were reported to have been living in the duplex, with 18 residents in a second-floor apartment and eight on the first floor. Philadelphia Deputy Fire Commissioner Craig Murphy spoke at a press conference shortly after the fire. At 0638 this morning, companies responded to 869 North 23rd Street. Upon arrival, they found heavy fire emanating from the front of a three-story road dwelling on the second floor. Companies began an aggressive attack on the fire and in the process discovered that there were multiple fatalities at this location. The fire was extinguished and it was a ter- it was terrible. Uh, most uh I've been around for 30, 35 years now, and this is probably one of the worst fires I've ever been to. Investigators are looking into the possibility that a child, age five or younger, was playing with a lighter and lit a Christmas tree on fire. Officials also say that neither apartment had working smoke detectors. Two Mineral Point, Wisconsin volunteer firefighters were killed Thursday morning in a crash on US-151. The Iowa County, Wisconsin Sheriff's Office says a Mineral Point fire truck was driving to an emergency when it was struck by a semi-tractor trailer. The fire truck reportedly caught fire due to the crash and the two firefighters in the vehicle were killed. The driver of the semi was not hurt. The names of the firefighters have not yet been released. Mineral Point is about an hour west of the state capital, Madison. A Los Angeles County Fire Department firefighter was killed Thursday morning while battling a house fire. John Flagler, a 21-year veteran firefighter, sustained significant injuries after responding to the 2.20 a.m. residential structure fire in Rancho Palos Verdes. L.A. County Interim Fire Chief Anthony Marone says Flagler was inside the home, helping to save the family who lived there, when he was overcome by smoke and fire and put out a mayday. Other firefighters located and rescued Flagler, but he later died at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. Marone spoke to reporters about the tragedy. It devastates me after 36 years on the county um, to have to stand before you today and tell you about his passing. We believe that the fire was in the attic. The smoke and the fire overcame my member. He put out a mayday uh, for assistance. Flagler was a member of the Vernon Fire Department for 19 years before transitioning to the Los Angeles County Fire Department in October 2020. Flagler, 47, leaves behind a wife and two teenage sons. COVID-19 is causing significant staffing crises in many fire and EMS agencies across the country. The situation in Cincinnati, Ohio has gotten so dire that the mayor has declared a state of emergency. 
Cincinnati Mayor John Cranley says a recent surge in COVID-19 cases has had a significant impact on the city's fire department staffing levels. His emergency declaration allows the city manager to take any action necessary to make sure fire department staffing levels are sufficient, including suspending rules or policies. Cincinnati Firefighters Union IFF Local 48 President Matt Alter says more than three dozen Cincinnati firefighters have tested positive for COVID-19 in recent days. And coupled with firefighters being off for the holiday season and an already short-staffed department, Alter expressed his concerns about the situation to Cincinnati ABC affiliate WCPO9. We're asking for superhuman feats, an emergency order where they may potentially force firefighters to stay past their normal shift has not happened in any record, recent recorded history. They're exhausted. It's real. Burnout's real. Um, fatigue is real. We don't know when the next fire is going to happen. We don't know when the next river emergency is going to occur, um, large-scale emergency run. When we fall short of not having a class or waiting a year because of budget issues and that, your fire department, it, it has to be off the table. Walter says the union is working with the city to find a way to balance public safety and not burn out firefighters. The emergency order will be in effect for 60 days unless withdrawn or suspended beforehand. A months-long investigation has determined that the second largest wildfire in California history was sparked when a tree came in contact with a power line owned by Pacific Gas and Electric Company. The California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection announced its findings into the Dixie Fire on Tuesday. The blaze started on July 13th and burned for more than 100 days, scorching more than 960,000 acres and destroying over 1,300 homes. The utility said last year its equipment may have been to blame. It reiterated plans on Tuesday to bury more than 10,000 miles of power lines that are at risk for wildfires. And now a word from NEP Services. NEP Services presents Adapt or Die. the 2022 Adapt or Die Conference. Adapt or Die. Advanced communications training for leaders and emergency responders. What we are being aggressive with is making things happen. It's moving fast. We're moving fast in everything that we do. With an incredible lineup of speakers from the worlds of public safety, organized labor, politics, and beyond. Adapt or Die. We're seizing the initiative taking the fight to the enemy and introducing keynote speaker cody gandy from jocko willick and lee fabin's echelon front it's beyond the offensive because you can make the calls you can dictate what the enemy is doing by the way you move on the battlefield march 10th to 11th 2022 at the mirage in las vegas visit www.neptraining.org for more information and to register now back to the news the International Association of Firefighters and the Firefighter Cancer Support Network has partnered to declare January as Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. The month-long campaign is designed to help firefighters and their departments in efforts to prevent and reduce firefighters' risk of occupational cancer. And while cancer and other disease presumption laws continue to be expanded in many places, challenges still remain for many. Reporter Mike Holfed of WKMG News 6 in Orlando found one such Florida firefighter who is battling not only cancer, but a cancer presumption law that excludes his type of diagnosis. You hear cancer and you immediately think you're going to die. That's what's scary. Former Orange County Fire Lieutenant Travis Brown served his community as a paramedic firefighter for the last 27 years when cancer suddenly caught up with him. I started looking down the list and 
I don't see my cancer on there. Are you surprised? I was in shock, yeah. The veteran firefighter was sure he would have financial help under Florida Senate Bill 426. Makes sense to you because essentially they're saying, sorry, you have the wrong cancer. Didn't make sense at all. I, and again, I just assumed all cancers were covered. Brown was diagnosed with cholangeal carcinoma, bile duct cancer. It was later detected in his liver. Now under Senate Bill 426, firefighters diagnosed with 21 cancers are eligible for a one-time payout of $25,000 along with all out-of-pocket medical expenses. Yet bile duct cancer, liver cancer, and dozens of others are not included on the list. The whole intention of the legislation was to give those men and women that peace of mind. State CFO and Fire Marshal Jimmy Petronas was a strong proponent of the legislation, signed into law by Governor Ron DeSantis in 2019. Whether you want to take credit or not, you move the needle to create awareness, and that's all a part of holding Tallahassee accountable, me included. In an exclusive interview with News 6, Petronas said our reporting played a key role in getting the original cancer legislation passed. There's a reason why they call medicine a practice. He suggests the Travis Brown case is compelling evidence that the cancer list should be reevaluated. Expanding the legislation is something that, you know, my office would be happy to be supportive of. We just got to get a member of the legislature to, to file it. Would you be willing to review this and perhaps expand the scope of how many cancers are covered? Well, I think we should. State Senator Linda Stewart co-introduced the original legislation. She tells me the original science was based on cancers linked to occupational hazards. Not all cancers were considered. Cancer is cancer in my book. It shouldn't matter what it is or where it is. It, it should count. You know, we put our lives on the line for people. How hard is it to back us at the end when we need, a, when we need hope? An addendum to Florida's presumption bill is being discussed, as well as possibly raising the limits on financial assistance available to firefighters battling cancer. It is important for firefighters to research what sort of presumption coverage, if any, is available where they serve, as each city and state varies greatly as to what is covered. And finally, Atlanta firefighters will be getting new washers, dryers, and firehouse furnishings thanks to an anonymous donor. A whopping $150,000 was given by an unknown benefactor to the Atlanta Fire Rescue Foundation's Fire Station Fund. This contribution is the largest in the history of the fund and will give four Atlanta Fire Rescue Stations the ability to make improvements and upgrades to their interiors. In addition to new furniture and other amenities, the purchases also include several special washers and dryers that allow firefighters to clean their firefighting turnout gear. Previously known as Adopt a Fire Station, the Fire Station Fund provides a trusted platform for individuals, corporations, and community organizations to directly support the unmet needs of Atlanta Fire Rescue Department's 36 fire rescue stations. From the NEP Media Network, this is the January 7, 2022 edition of Fire News Now. We thank you once again for tuning in, and remember to subscribe to Fire News Now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also reach us at nep.news at nepservices.com.